Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I would never do that to you guys. It's a monster Monday. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook app. A lot to get to from a highly eventful weekend in pro football. It's a new week, which means we will have new winners. And I love those of you that make the decision. You know what? I'm going to do something this week to A, support the show, and B, try to win a little something-something from Ross. You can spread the word via social media. That's the easiest one at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, heck, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That is where you can see the excellent social media clips from intern Casey, who absolutely rocks. All we're looking for there would be a retweet or a like. It makes a difference. It makes more people see our content because of the way these social media algorithms work. So please, if you just do that little thing, that would be much appreciated. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner. No more Madden codes, but we do have a couple of tricks up our sleeve. We still got a couple of things that we're going to put out there. Plus... I'm, I'm racking up some press passes now. So if you want one of these press passes from this season, let me know. Take advantage of any of the sponsors you hear on the show or you see over on the sponsor tab at RossTucker.com. I'm going to keep doing YouTube shout-outs. You guys keep subscribing to the new YouTube page. I'll keep doing YouTube shout-outs. It's fun. It's the same thing people pay 25 bucks for at Cameo. You get it for free. So I'm giving out a free 25 bucks. Every week to a YouTube subscriber, I just did a cameo shout out for someone that actually bought it on the cameo app because uh, they wanted me to do a shout out, a roast of their fantasy football buddies. So I'm giving them for free for YouTube subscribers, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's big show time. The big show. Good morning, Ross. So let's get to week five in the NFL. We'll get to all the games as we always do. But overall thoughts from this week. Very entertaining week. 
It was. I mean, there's a lot in terms of big stories, big topics. I mean, I just have written down the Alex Smith story. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Now, you know, I've said before, I did not think that he would actually put himself in harm's way again. I am surprised by that. He is a very smart guy, which means he must have had multiple medical opinions that told him he is not putting his leg at risk by going out there again. I am surprised. I do not think it would be the choice that I would make with the perspective I have now, but it's not my choice to make. It's his, and he is a great example of perseverance to so many people out there, including his family. That was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. That's number one. Number two, all of the schedule changes. It's crazy. I mean, it's hard to keep up with it. It's like a Rubik's Cube at this point. You know, there's no Patriots, Broncos today. That's now next Sunday. The Dolphins now have a bye that they weren't supposed to have, which they're probably not thrilled about the way they've been playing. Chiefs Titans, uh, Chiefs Bills has been pushed back, which makes it seem like I I think I'm not going to be calling that game anymore officially, which is very disappointing from my personal perspective. Uh, You know, other stories, I think the DAC injury, absolutely devastating. You know, you guys know how I feel about that. I want every player who has the gifts that Dak has and who's worked as hard as he has, I want all of them to earn every penny they can before they suffer devastating injuries like this. Now, I still think Dak will get a lot of money. I don't know if he's still going to get every penny that he was going to get. I don't know how that happens. Right. I mean, in the contract negotiations, maybe the the Cowboys franchise tag him again. I don't I don't know how that happens because they're not going to be sure how he's going to come off of this injury. So first and foremost, devastating injury. Tough to watch. I certainly hope that he gets healthy and gets better. We'll get into what it means for the Cowboys later. But I'll also say Dak made a decision. We all make decisions in life and accept certain risk. He made the decision to play on a one-year contract rather than getting $100 guaranteed or whatever it would have been. And he knew that this was a possibility. And that's life. You know, I'm not going to be critical of him for it. He Kind of like Alex Smith. Both of those guys have made decisions that, honestly, I would not have made, I don't think. I think I probably would have accepted the best offer from the Cowboys if I were Dak. Um, same with Alex Smith. I don't think I would have played. But I'm not actually in their shoes. Don't have access to all the same information. So who knows? Let's just hope he gets better. And let's hope he still gets a great contract. Double-digit underdogs pulling it off. I mean, pretty impressive. Or at least, you know, big underdogs like the Dolphins, the Raiders. Uh, very impressive. And then the Atlanta Falcons did what I think a lot of us thought was coming. I think it's the right move. They fired general manager Thomas Dimitrov and head coach Dan Quinn. Should be noted, I know both those guys, and I really like both those guys. And I happen to think that they're good at their jobs. 
I think they proved in Atlanta that they were good at their jobs. But it's hard. It's hard to be a consistent winner. It's hard to keep it going. And sometimes it's just time to move on. I mean, Andy Reid, it was time for him to move on from the Philadelphia Eagles. He went to the Chiefs and won a Super Bowl. For these guys, it was pretty clear that it had run its course and it was time to move on from the Atlanta Falcons. So I've got no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is certain people that are left unprotected. Trust me when I tell you, you don't realize how bad of a feeling that is until something happens at your house. I've told you guys at least five times at this point, when I was in seventh or eighth grade, some people broke into our house while we were upstairs sleeping, which is an awful feeling. We've also had an incident here at my new home uh, more recently. So what I would tell you guys is if you don't already, please consider getting a home security system. Simply Safe is phenomenal. They have professional monitoring that keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, medical, whatever you need. They have an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room if you want. There's no contract, no pushy sales guy, no hidden fees, no fine print. And again, 15 bucks a month. It'll it'll be, especially if like you're away all day or away for a couple of days, it's nice to come back and you hear that and you know, okay, nobody was here. Try Simply Safe today at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. Let's go in depth with all these games, and then we'll start with the Rams. They beat Washington 30-10, to 10, as you talked about Alex Smith. Just amazing to see him out there, despite getting sacked six times. Yeah, welcome back, Alex. Um, the, the, the Rams were all over him, and frankly, he does not move as well as he used to. He, he lost a significant amount of muscle tissue. He's not going to move as well as he used to. So I think this will be the game plan for teams if he's playing, although Ron Rivera came out and said Kyle Allen will start the next game. Kyle Allen took a big shot from Jalen Ramsey, which is why he was knocked out of the game. Jalen Ramsey is a real football player, man. The coverage, the physicality, wow. I mean, he he is, he is keeping it real. So anyway, um, point is, Alex cannot move around as well. That's pretty clear. Aaron Donald had two sacks. Troy Reeder, former Penn State linebacker who transferred to Delaware, had three sacks. Good for him. Goff was kind of in rhythm most of the game, especially early. You know, that Rams offense with the O-line playing the way it is and Goff doing what he's doing, you know, when they're when they're in rhythm like they were, it's a pretty thing to watch hitting Cup, hitting Woods. They don't miss Cooks and Gurley all that much. Scored touchdowns on their first three possessions. The only other thing that was interesting was that Washington sent Dwayne Haskins home. He evidently was dealing with some type of stomach bug. I'm going to believe them. I'm just going to say that that's rare 
for a player to be sent home. And given the other events of the week, it's also unique that this happens to be the week that Dwayne Haskins has a stomach bug. Takes. Pittsburgh Steelers are 4-0 for the first time since 1979. Chase Claypool, three touchdowns in the win over Philadelphia. Yeah, this was kind of a crazy game. I don't think anybody expected 38-29. Uh, you know, I, I know I certainly didn't. I think Steve Fezzik on the Even Money podcast took the under, and I, I, I don't think it was a bad call um, until the game happened. Stunned. Stunned by this. I mean, the Eagles scored four touchdowns, which is way more than I thought they would, and still lost by nine points. Awful. The, the defense really, really did not play nearly well enough for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Miles Sanders had a big game, really, primarily just that huge run. But the story of the game was Chase Claypool, this rookie receiver out of Notre Dame for the Steelers, who's an absolute star, four touchdowns, three in the air, one on the ground, including that last one where, you know, the Eagles – we're in a bad spot with Nate Gary trying to cover Chase Claypool in the slot. That was never going to happen. Eagles had their chances. I mean, they were down two, and they had the ball in Steelers territory. Jake Elliott missed a field goal to take a lead. They they had their chances to sneak out of Pittsburgh with a win, which would have been absolutely gigantic. Travis Fulgham, the receiver for the Eagles, who they just got like at the end of training camp, unbelievable. He get like 10 catches, 150 yards. A bunch of them were contested catches. He was incredible and a great sign that Wentz trusts him and will feed him even in those contested catch situations. He looks like a real find for the Eagles. There were some questionable calls, uh, but it was overall a very entertaining game. Neither defense really played as well as you would think. Ducks takes. Kyler Murray scored a touchdown in the air and on the ground, finishing the day with a career-high 380 yards passing. Cardinals over the winless Jets, 30-10. to 10. The bummer for the Cardinals is it looks like Chandler Jones is done for the season, so that hurts. You know, I mean, in the NFL, quarterbacks, O-line, edge rushers, they, they can't replace a guy like Chandler Jones. They're going to have to try to manufacture pressure now. But at least they finally got back in the win column. Kyler Murray threw for a career high, like 380, I think. They had over 500 yards of offense. You know, Jamison Crowder, really the only bright spot for the Jets. You got to think that Adam Gase is the next one to get fired. I don't care what Chris Johnson said before. They're just being stubborn at this point. I mean, absolutely brutal. Buda Baker was back and had a big day. Dennis Gardeck, I don't even know who that guy is, had a couple sacks that the Cardinals really needed. Ducks takes. Down by 11 points in the first half, the Raiders' defense limited Kansas City to just three points over six consecutive possessions. Vegas finished off the Super Bowl champs 33-24. Huge. Huge win for the Raiders, although I thought the score was 40 to 32. 
Well, is it? Maybe I was I copied and pasted something wrong. Oh, and I'm yeah, not it looking was 40 at that right to 32. 40 to 32. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, 40 to 32. All right. I apologize. Um, but uh, what what an amazing game. And, you know, this is the third game this year, Bri, in which the Chiefs have shown some vulnerabilities. And look, they still might win the Super Bowl, whatever. But this is why I said so hard to repeat. It's just hard to keep that same level of performance. And the Chargers game, the Patriots game, they were able to get away with subpar performances. This game, they were not. And the Raiders deserve a ton of credit. You know, Derek Carr was dropping bombs to Henry Ruggs, a couple of them. That's why they brought Henry Ruggs in. That's why they drafted him. Josh Jacobs was running hard and physical. And Devontae Booker had some nice runs as well for the Raiders. You know, Mahomes made some crazy throws, but he had a bad interception to Jeff Heath as well. And the Raiders were able to slow down the vaunted Chiefs offense in the second half several times. You know, and the other thing is I loved the Raiders' four-minute offense at the end. The fact that they didn't allow Patrick Mahomes to get back on the field down eight, kudos to that O-line, to Jacobs, to Gruden for going for it on fourth down. That's how you close out a darn football game. Ducks takes. Houston Texans got their first win of the season, 30-14 to over the Jags. Stephen Hauschka missed two field goals, which then led Doug Marone go for it on fourth down from the Houston 8, and the Jags fumble. Congratulations to Romeo Cornell becoming the oldest head coach to get a win in that game. So there's a lot there, Bryce. So first of all, Hauschka's missing those field goals changed the complexion of the game. I don't know what's gotten into him. And... That is why the Jags went for it. But to call a halfback option pass with a rookie running back, that that was that looked like one of the worst plays in NFL history. That fourth and one where they went for it, that was bad. Uh Deshaun Watson was better, still threw a couple picks, but he was better. And it was Brandon Cooks who had a big day. It was nice to see Brandon Cooks. He's had the concussion issues. Been on a bunch of teams. It was nice to see Brandon Cooks get out there and have a big day and make some plays. You were there, Bri, correct? I was, yes, sir. Were there any fans? They, yeah, a a limited amount, obviously. I think they said they were going to have a maximum of 13,000 fans. And so if you had had season tickets or you had a, a, a group of four or six or whatever, but... If you didn't take that six, if you only used two of those six, well, then you couldn't resell the other four. So they said it would be a maximum of 13,000 and change. So I, I don't know. I mean, that stadium holds a lot. It did not look like there were 13,000. Can I get a food report? Yeah. In the booth that we were in, they actually put us in a luxury suite because they, uh, they needed to keep us separate, keep us away from where the coaches were. So we didn't have access to the regular uh, press box food. But they did, so they had us in a suite, and they put, uh, they had uh, um, the the, little, the same thing, the little trays of uh, of eggs and sausage and fruit and pastries was exclusively for us, for the four or five of us. So it was pretty neat. Um, so good job by Houston. Nice. Can you give it a grade? Uh, just for the sheer effort, I give it an A. Bry, 
you you've gone soft. <laughs> you've gone soft, Brian. You've made the decision now that you are just going to give everybody that you don't want to offend people, don't you? I don't want to offend anybody. I appreciate their effort. Oh my gosh, Brian. You're not you're not offending. You're evaluating. It sounds like the way you described it sounds like it was about a B minus in terms of the actual food, but I do appreciate the effort as well given everything going on. Absolutely. So the army, I actually had, it's weird. So I get, I get food from the CBS, you know, pregame meal. And then army press box has these Italian subs, which are actually really good with a huge chocolate chip cookie. So that's really good. And this week I had half of the sub at halftime and then the other half of the sub on my drive home. And pregame for the CBS crew meal, I had um, like a sausage, sausage McMuffin type. It, it had been out for a while, so it was probably not in its ideal state, but it was still fine, and I am appreciative. Ducks takes. The Baltimore Ravens defense came up huge again, sacking Joe Burrow seven times in a 27-3 win over Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, Burrow was bruised and battered throughout. That's been a theme. We know that. That's just going to be the deal for him all year until the Bengals can get a better offensive line. You hope it doesn't shell shock him. You hope it doesn't affect the rest of his career. But it is negligence on the part of the Bengals to throw him out there with that bad of an offensive line. I was surprised. I thought the Bengals would be able to keep it closer than this. I put a unit on the Bengals getting the points, lost that, even though I was up two units for the week in the NFL. Uh, Eagles cost me that last touchdown, and the Seahawks only winning by one uh, with that two-team teaser on the Even Money podcast. But we'll go over all of that tomorrow. Patrick Queen had a huge huge day for the Ravens. What a great pick by them. I mean, he forced one fumble. He run another he ran another one in for a touchdown. They know how to find linebackers in Baltimore. No run game at all for the Bengals. I mean, Mixon I think had like 59 yards on 24 carries. Lamar didn't do much, which is kind of what I expected running because of the knee. He only ran it twice, not much, and then the Bengals lost DJ Reader for the season, which really hurts. Takes. Falcons remain winless after falling to the Panthers 23-16. You already talked about uh, Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn. Anything else you want to add to that? No, uh, we'll talk with Andrew about that on Wednesday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I will say yeah, this was a three-unit bet for me on the Even Money Podcast. Carolina getting three points, obviously crushed it. Panthers wide receivers went nuts. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, both huge days. Everybody does against Atlanta. Matt Ryan had a chance to get the the Falcons back in it in the fourth quarter through a brutal pick in the red zone. Matty Ice has not been clutched this year. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, efficient again. Mike Davis, efficient again. The fantasy Falcons got good numbers for Todd Gurley and Calvin Ridley. But not enough as that young Carolina D-man continues to fly around. Three wins already. Extremely impressive. Jimmy Garoppolo returned from that high ankle sprain, 
but only last a half. He was benched in San Francisco. Miami with a huge 43-17 upset win on the road across the country. Yeah, that was impressive. You know what else is impressive? The time and energy local businesses put in to helping serve their communities. Help support those local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name. Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. So here's the deal. Fitz was on fire. I mean, Fitz is keeping Tua on the bench when he plays games like this. My boy Fitzmagic was on fire the entire game. They got a lot out of Miles Gaskin as well. But it was mainly Fitzpatrick doing Fitzmagic things. Jimmy Garoppolo was awful. He was benched at halftime. C.J. Beathard wasn't much better. Disastrous game for the Niners, who now have a really tough schedule coming up. They're not going back to the playoffs this year. Tucks takes. Andy Dalton led the Cowboys to a win over the Giants after Dak Prescott's horrific ankle injury. 37-34, the final. Already talked about the Dak stuff. Jason Garrett was pulling out all the tricks. And opening drive touchdown where he had like uh, reverses and flea flickers. It was hilarious. Um, Kyler Fackrell had a crazy interception return for a touchdown. And the Cowboys were behind by a couple scores like they like to do in games for some unknown reason. But then they let him back in it. The Giants let him back in it. Daniel Jones had a fumble return for a touchdown to tie it up. Daniel Jones' turnovers kill the Giants. They kill him. The Giants getting a penalty on that fake field goal touchdown absolutely killed him. Meanwhile, the Cowboys came back with that Philly special. CeeDee Lamb is legit. The Giants got a great effort from Graham Gano just dropping bomb field goals. It was awesome. But ultimately, this is why you bring in a guy like Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton comes off the bench, makes a couple big plays to Michael Gallup, who I continue to think is a terrific football player so that the the Cowboys can get the game-winning field goal drive as time expired. Brutal loss for the Giants. Very, very winnable game. And the Cowboys are in first place with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. Tucks takes. Cleveland Browns beat the Indianapolis Colts 32-23. And the last time Cleveland started 4-1, guess who was their head coach? Bill Belichick. You got it. When's the last time they made the playoffs? 2002? I mean, this is – they got a great chance now. I'm glad I was all over the over for the Cleveland. I I thought coaching – you watch them? Coaching makes a huge difference, man. A huge, huge difference. You know, Frank Reich, I'll give him credit – Ran a uh, tricky play for a touchdown on fourth and two. But in the first half especially, I thought Baker Mayfield was terrific. Extending play a play to get a touchdown on the goal line. He just generally had an outstanding first half. 
Rivers struggled in the second half. He had that pick six uh, that for Ronnie Harrison to make the score 27-10. But the Colts actually got back in it. I mean, Isaiah Rogers, I called his game at UMass last year. He had a kickoff return for a touchdown. There was a bad Baker Mayfield interception to Bobby Okariki that you know gave the Colts the ball back again. Jarvis Landry had back-to-back drops, which really hurt the Browns. Uncharacteristic, but a, uh, a safety in between those. Rivers got an intentional grounding in the end zone. That really hurt them because that made it a nine-point game, made it a two-score game. And then Rivers had another terrible interception uh, later in the half where he was just scrambling. He was kind of out of his element and threw it right to a guy. Ducks takes. Sunday night football featured the Vikings and the Seahawks. Seahawks now 5-0 and for the first time ever after knocking off Minnesota 27-26. This was a wild game. I mean, the Vikings got off to a terrific start primarily riding Dalvin Cook, who then hurt his groin later, they're up 13-0 at halftime. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, the team that couldn't stop anybody, Minnesota, is allowing the team, you know, is shutting out the team that could score at will, Seattle? But yeah, that was what was happening. That was the story. That was what happened. But then that quick, Bri, in the second half, it went from 13 nothing to with eight minutes left in the third quarter, the Seahawks were up 21-13 as Russell Wilson, Russ started to cook. Chris Carson did his thing. It was impressive. But, you know, I'll give the Vikings credit. I really thought they'd lay down at that point. I thought that was kind of it. No. They came back, and Adam Thielen scored a t- couple of touchdowns. To get the Vikings the lead again. It was 21-13. Scored a touchdown 21-19. Scored another touchdown 26-21. Late in the game, Zimmer tries to end it on fourth down. They get stuffed. Bad run by Alexander Madison, who had a pretty good game himself. But a bad vision. Should have bounced it to the right. They get stuffed. Could have kicked the field goal. I, I didn't hate the decision. Didn't like the result, obviously. And then ultimately, uh, Russell Wilson did what he always does, which is why people say, oh, he doesn't win that many, you know, the close games. Yeah, that's what Russell Wilson does. He wins the close games. That's exactly what he did. 27-26. Seahawks did not get their two-point conversion, which ruined my two-team teaser. Such is life. Bad loss for the Vikings. They had a chance to stay in the mix. Now they're kind of out of it. Seahawks staying at the head of the class in the NFC. And uh, that's about it, Bri. I think I'll just say shop local with Visa to help support your community because where you shop matters, Visa, everywhere you want to be. I'll also remind everybody that the College Draft Podcast is rolling. We are now one weekend away from the Big Ten starting, which will be awesome, October 24th. Very much looking forward to that. But there's other games that we're previewing today on the College Draft Podcast you're going to want to check out. Shout-outs go to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, and Vision Comics with an X. I think we're done here. 
Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.